What's up everybody, it's Jordan Marshall and I'm back here again at Explosive Entertainment. I wanna thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in, liking, and subscribing to our Mastering Mitzvahs podcast that we put out on the weekly for you. Now this week's episode is nothing short of awesome. My partners Dylan Weissman and Mike Langsner have sat down to chop it up with industry rock star Jasmine from Hype Productions and Loft 21 event space out in Chicago, Illinois. And man, we're gonna dive behind the scenes. They're chopping it up with her, asking all the big questions and getting the opinions of somebody that's outside of our direct area just to see exactly how the world of Bar and Bat Mitzvah is affecting the world. We wanna show you guys the biggest and the baddest and the best in Bar and Bat Mitzvah entertainment worldwide. And Jasmine is exactly the mouthpiece to help deliver that to you. So guys, we want you to enjoy this episode. Have a great time. We're gonna dive deep and hit some pretty cool topics for you. It's gonna go in, we're gonna get in depth. So buckle up the seatbelt and have a great time. I'm gonna to present to you guys, my partners Mike and Dylan, as they chop it up with Jasmine. Let's go, Mastering Mitzvahs. Welcome back, Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 81. Dylan Weissman, Mike Langsner, Jordan, we gave him a break today. What's up, man? Hey, it's good. it's good to be here, dude. And uh, I'm actually doing this from my home office today. I feel like I've been on the run so much, I don't even know which way is up. Uh, for, for a company that's been so slow lately, I've been so personally busy, so... Uh, you know, yeah, that, that's kind of, it's so funny. I, I always remember like you'd never give tasks to people who are not busy. You give tasks to the people who are the busiest because they're the ones who are going to find time to do everything. And I feel like even in some of the slowest times in my professional career, our professional career, I'm the busiest I've ever been. And it's less about, you know, Noah being eight months old and she being her own boss of the world right now. It's just, there's always something to do right now. And this week, kind of marked a really impactful and emotional week for, for our industry. And I'm energized about it. Um, you, you used a term earlier that I hadn't heard before, but I like it. Coronaversary. Did, did you make that up or is that like a term? Uh, you know, I might've seen that somewhere. I couldn't tell you exactly where I saw it. So I'm going to take credit for it here. Okay. Um, happy Coronaversary, Mike. Uh, it it's was not a happy celebration. Let's no, it is. It is. It. What would so if you don't say happy birthday, if you want to like wish someone a bad birthday, what would you say? You'd say like, uh, I got nothing for you. Bad, bad birthday, like bad birthday to you, enemy. No, it's 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 uh it's um in solidarity, happy Coronaversary, and um I can't. We were trying to think about what we're going to do for this episode, episode 81. You know, we've really turned the page um, on this stuff. And we're looking at it now from a totally different perspective. And I think it's extremely valuable for our listeners, both in the New Jersey market and the world, world of mitzvahs, that is, um, to hear the stories that we're going to say today, that we're going to tell today on the coronaversary. So a year ago, we were at the height of our game. Um, Explosive had merged in one year with a sharp and flair and we were ready to take over the world and i think a lot of bar abutments for industry uh companies were on their height right they were at the top of their game and when you're good at your job you're good at your job and it came to a screeching halt the week of march 8th 9th 10th like my last event was Brandy Chesner's bat mitzvah march 7th congregation Jeremy in Richboro Pennsylvania we, I had the biggest staff I've ever had on a job before, and I'll never forget that job. But then, out of nowhere, life as we knew it came to a halt. And today... Well, well, let, let, let's stop for a second, because there were rumors of this virus thing that was out there, and we all kind of heard about it. And I remember I was loading into a venue in Philadelphia at uh, World Cafe uh, for Vanessa Cohen's daughter's bat mitzvah, and 
you know, I had gloves on, which I, I, you know, sometimes I wear gloves on moving equipment. Sometimes I don't, but you know, I had gloves on. I was a little bit more conscious, but I didn't know that the world was going to stop. I mean, we rocked this party. Uh, it was amazing. And and I remember after sending an email to the venue, like what a great time. I can't wait to work here again. And I thought that we were going on the vendor list and we were going to be there regular. And that was kind of how the world ended for us. Next thing we knew a week later, we're laying off staff and deciding what are we going to do with equipment and packing up everything. And, you know, before we get too deep into this, um, we have a guest that we want to introduce, right? You know, let, let, let's not wait yeah. too long. No, no, of course not. So, so we're fortunate in our um, professional industry to know some of the best in the business, like the best in the business, the best in the country, the best in the world at what they do. And there's a company out of Chicago, um, Hype Productions, and also Loft 21, an event venue that's owned and head up by one of the most badass, you know, girl boss owners that I could ever think of. I look up to her as a mentor, as a friend. Uh, and I, you know, she's watched me for a long time being in the industry, but, uh, we have her on today as a guest and I can't wait to bring in Jasmine from high productions and loft 21. Thank you so, so much for joining us all the way from Chicago. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. And I love hearing the coronaversary. <laughs> So you, what was your last job? What was the last event that you personally touched? Mine was a bat mitzvah where hype was the entertainment. I was the MC, and we were at Loft 21. And just like you, Michael, it was great. I mean, 100 adults, 100 kids. It rocked till the end. And even at the ending time, people wanted to go longer. And, and that's what we love as entertainers is giving people that excitement and those memories and those smiles. But, yeah, that was my last event before we were all shut down. I, and, I, and you, you, you like us probably assumed that was a Saturday night and, you know, Sunday you may or may not have had an event, but like you planned on the next week, just waking up and like reset, you know, like, all right, what do we got to do? Start prepping music. I get the team together, order favors. And, you know, that just, that typical Monday routine just felt very different. That well, Monday. I think it, it, you know, while the world was halted, it was a little bit different for us in our industry because our world was halted. Our careers were halted, but there was no end, end game for anybody. There was no ending in sight for the world. But what got scarier is as the weeks went on, it kind of felt like our industry was alienated along the way. And still to this day, are feeling a little alienated. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it brings a fear, but, you know, people like us, we're entrepreneurs, we're resilient, and we learn how to bob and weave and, and make things happen. So, so, so I, think, I think a big part of today's episode is going to be, about us like for we spend so much time on mastering mitzvahs dylan myself jordan talking you know how can clients maximize their experiences uh we we kind of want to tell our story today we feel like this is the right platform it's a great segue because i really want to i want our audience to know how badass jasmine is she's just so great at her job she's energized she's been doing it forever jasmine why don't you give us like the tail of the tape here where where so where was loft 21 and hype productions you know, at the height of 2019, where, what were you guys doing? How many events were you doing? How was your staff looking like? You know, tell us a little bit about the, the makeup of it because our listeners in Jersey and, and the country may not know. 
So we were at an advantage because we're one of the only companies in the entire industry, not just in Chicago, we're the only one in Chicago, uh, but in the industry that has maintained its staff, especially its headliner MCs for so many years. So a lot of our staff have become full-time, they have health benefits, a 401k plan. And then when I opened up Loft 21, I was able to employ even more people who love being in the entertainment event field and they were able to make full-time careers out of it. So 2020, um, should have been our most successful year ever for Hype, and Loft was starting its third year in business, would have been the most successful year for Loft 21 as well. So both companies in tandem, we were on a path to really just exploding bigger than we ever could have dreamed of. So when that halt happened, it wasn't just us as entrepreneurs. I mean, as the owner is one position, but there's also a responsibility and a love for your staff that it's innate. You know, they are. Can I, can I pause you for a second? Sure. A lot of people don't take the entertainment industry so seriously. So, you just said some keywords that I, I want to reiterate and then maybe expand on. Staff full time benefits, four hundred one k. Like, how many how many full time employees did you have? Fourteen. Holy it's cow! Hundred part timers. That's amazing. So fourteen part uh, full timers and a hundred part timers. So like. This is a serious business, and and I knew that, but the world doesn't know that. And when they look, oh, you guys are DJs. What else do you do? Like, I mean, you know, Jasmine, I don't want to date you, but how many years have you been entertained? <laughs> this is my twenty eighth year in the industry, and two thousand and twenty one marks our twenty fifth year in business. Amazing. So, Amazing. like that that's got it. That's got to be put on display here, Mike. That's got to be put on display. So you have a hundred plus people working with you, Jasmine, and I say with you because I know what type of manager and leader you are um you've built an incredible empire type business that i think that our listeners and and the 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 industry has to understand that this isn't some dj thing we're not like we're not bar djs in a college like this is a real business you know you can compare it to owning a bakery that has a ton of people employed you can you can say i have a restaurant you can say that i have a accounting firm i have a law firm it's the same for us. We have businesses. We have people that work for us or with us. We have we employ people. We are their livelihood. And and um, in a way, our business was was derailed to the most most maximum degree. So yes. you were on pace to do how many events in 2020? What do you think? On the hype side, it easily would have been over 300. Um, and on the loft side, it would have been over 100. I mean, okay. So, so your two businesses that, that is in this professional field had about 400 events on the books or on pace to do. And if you, if you're anything like explosive, which I think we are, I think we're aligned really, really similarly, you were going to find more along the way. It's just the nature of it. So with that many, what do you think you're, and this is where it gets kind of sad and solidarity, but like, what was, how many events do you think you did in 2020? Oh boy. Well, events that were already scheduled or new ways we created and pivoted. That's the question. Um, the events that were already scheduled, we probably did about 20 to 30. Um, once things started to open up again in Chicago in July, but for us in Indiana, because I live in Indiana, even though my businesses are Illinois, um, we were able to start in June. So I would say probably 20 to 30 that were already on the books. But I mean, they all changed by scale, you know, that was maybe 20 people, 30 people. Um, so while we expected a large package, we worked together with our clients to create a micro package. 
So while we did events, we know as entrepreneurs, it, it, it was scraps for us. We're grateful for it. We'll never snub our nose to it, but it paid our utilities. It, you know, paid for gas money. It didn't give livelihood. You know, we're, we're still in our industry. So I, think that, I think that's a great point. You know, we're fortunate to be doing some events now and, and Dylan had two events this past Saturday and they're both significantly downsized from what the original intention was. But our, our approach, and, and I'd like to hear yours, our approach is we'd rather do something downsized than do nothing at all. Absolutely. Um, so while you know we're gracious to have these two smaller events um, that were probably a third of what they should have been originally, it was still something, and, and it's all about keeping the lights on right now. And um, I don't want to dive too deep into personals, but you know, how do you keep the employees paid? How do you keep the health benefits? And you know, that's that's what we look at every day is what can we do to make those things happen? In fact, we take jobs now that we would have turned down. hundred percent. I mean, when we're sending our DJs that, you know, in the bar mitzvah world go out for a minimum of $10,000 and they're DJing in a grocery store parking lot just so they can feed their families or they become Uber drivers or Uber eats. I mean, we're all doing anything we can to survive, but this is where I get a little emotional. Give me a second. Take your time because this is real. My staff, my team, our team, it's our family. So to keep their families fed, as an entrepreneur, we choose to suffer because we love them like family. So you guys know on a personal level, my husband's adopted from Vietnam. And in April of 2020, we were supposed to be going to Vietnam, our family to adopt. It's very expensive. So you deplete that to feed your family, feed your team. You deplete college funds. You, a lot of our staff have put their house in forbearance or moved in with family. But you do that because you're committed. And I'm so sorry to get emotional, but there's just, my staff has been with me for over 20 years. We are, an, you guys know, I mean, we're an amazing team. There's a genuine love outside of performing together. And that's how you get through. You as an entrepreneur sacrifice yourself and your own husband and children to provide for people who have been there to help build the business together with you. Because there's the belief and the passion that at the end, we get through this, we come out stronger, but the road to get there, it certainly is not easy. I, I Jasmine, one, one tough question that I want to ask you is how supportive has your team been and understanding? We, uh, incredible. I mean, I mean, it's especially when the Chicago riots were going on and a lot of my staff lives in the city and I live in Indiana and come stay with me. I, I mean, we'll put up air mattresses, get, get yourself out of harm's way. I mean, it was just a lot that's happened in this world. We were already so close. I mean, we play sports together. We're all really competitive. We have a hype softball team, a hype volleyball team. But this was different. It was almost like in the saddest, most scary time of our lives, us being there for each other was so crucial. I mean, even the Zooms, just getting on and playing pranks on each other <laughs> through a Zoom and, you know, finding old pictures and, you know, from 20 years ago of a bar mitzvah we did, um, 
and just knowing that they're there for you. Maybe we aren't physically together. We're not physically entertaining, but it could be three o'clock in the morning and there's nobody on this team that I would hesitate to call. And I know they would not hesitate to call me. It's just, it's a genuine love and understanding um, that has been brought to, instead of a family work friendship level, it's now just a humanity thing. You know, Jasmine, your, your tears are kind of making me rethink how like the March 8th week went for me and telling most of our staff that they weren't going to get paid was the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. Sure. And I know I was emotionally shaken up that week and it, it, it's coming back to me right now too. Um, there was all sorts of crazy emotion that week. You know, staff was mad. They didn't understand, you know, Mike, I've been with you for so long and as time has kind of progressed, people realize those were necessities and, you know, we weren't doing it out of, you know, anything other than survival at that moment. Yeah, um, and, and like us, we haven't lost anybody on the team either. And we're so excited about that. And, and you said it, you know, people are Ubering and they're waiting tables. I, I mean, I opened up a candy store, you know, like, I mean, we've all figured out other things to do. Um, I, I think that's a good pivot point too. I, you know, what what are you doing at Hype and at Loft to you know keep the doors open and keep those sure. you know staff members busy? So one of the things that we we're really excited about to find that you know silver lining is when we were shut down. We were already a company that was well versed in virtual because we had done so many team building things for corporations nationwide. So we were the first to do virtual parties. Um, in my Chicagoland area at the mitzvah level um, and to do virtual trivia nights and things like that and having, you know, getting sports teams. My husband and I coach a lot of sports. We play sports and we would get different sports organizations, each team to donate, you know, X amount of dollars to compete against another team in a trivia game show. And there's a lot of kids sports teams out there. So we were able to utilize that kids entertainment um, aspect that drives us as entertainers. We're creatives. We love entertaining. Um, so that was a great one. And then oddly enough, I mean, it's so crazy, but it was, it turned itself into a blessing. Uh, my mom passed away in July and never in a million years would you think you'd have a drive-through funeral. And we did, <laughs> we did a drive-in funeral with our LED wall set up outside in a huge parking lot and people were able to come celebrate her life, socially safe. It felt good to see my family and friends, even though we were distanced, just to know I was supported. I had no idea that so many of my family and friends shared that experience on their social media. And then we got bombarded with calls. Oh, do you do funerals? Do you do drive-in funerals? And we started a drive-in funeral division um, because it was something people needed. And that, as an entertainer, we're not entertaining people, but we are still giving them the same feeling of love and memories and putting a smile on their face in one of the most saddest times of their lives. Um, so that was a big pivot for us in recreating how to utilize our talents, our technology, and then even block parties, drive-ins at Loft 21, doing outdoor parties, charity galas, everything outdoor. Um, that was great. And we just did a bar mitzvah four weeks ago, one of the coldest days in Chicago this <laughs> winter. It was snowing nonstop. And I cannot tell you, we've had so many clients that have just been treasures, to absolute treasures. And this family said, I don't care what's going on with the weather. I'm having my son's bar mitzvah. We're going to do it safe. 
and we're going to give them a great time because these kids need to have interaction. It was so amazing. We had all these different stations going on and we were outside in the snow. We turned wow. the alley, uh, alley in Chicago into a winter wonderland nightclub with a bunch of games and even dancing. It was wonderful. You, I, I see, yeah, I see how it's, well, so it, it's contagious and, and our, our listeners are going to listen to this uh, audio, but I don't think they're seeing the, the light like, that when Jasmine describes what's happening here, her face is lighting up. Yeah. And when we first approached Jasmine to be on the show, um, I knew that there was going to be some really tough talking points, but seeing the energy and the charisma and the passion behind doing something as, um, you know, really off, off of our trajectory, like our trajectory and our path as a drive-in funeral, as, as a necessity, you're right. It, it kind of itches that creative bug. And I think that it's really important for, for our listeners and, and people in the industry to understand that it's because hype and loft were positioned that way that you were able to create those opportunities and options, both from a revenue standpoint for you, but also as an option standpoint for your clients. You owned your LED wall. You had the right staff in play. And it's because you made those decisions ahead of time to, I'm not going to take an ownership cut this week. So I'm going to pay my staff so that they're around. And then that creativity kept rolling in that ball. And that's the stuff that, that a lot of people on the other side of the counter don't see that the sacrifices that a business owner will make to then be able to have a byproduct, like a driving funeral as a necessity, or as, you know, a trivia night for softball teams to compete when the softball season might've been canceled. Those are things that you would have not been able to do had you just closed the doors, given up, not you know made sacrifices for yourself and personally that would have never actually happened. And I think I mean, from from an entrepreneurial standpoint, people got to hear that. They got to hear that. Yeah. You know, I, I also said that I'm happy to help. <laughs> we we don't have the ability to just close the doors and walk away. Like no. I, I've I've had so many times where like I just all right, I'm over it. I'm going to move on. And that's me being very honest. But the truth of the matter is. How many hundreds of families would you let down? You can't. Like, yeah. you know, it's not like you're a store that just sells widgets and one day you're just going to close the store and somebody will go find widgets somewhere else. Like, that doesn't happen in our world. And we do get attached to these families. And I think that's what makes our daily phone calls so tough. Like, when I, when some clients call and, and your client that you just said that decided they were doing a party outdoors in the snow, they didn't care. Like, that is so amazing because. I bet that day is a day that you're never going to forget in the hundreds. And you've, and you've probably celebrated hundreds of bar mitzvahs, bar bat mitzvahs in your life. That one is probably in the top 10 for the rest of your life as a, as a memory. Absolutely. No questions asked. I mean, even the Monday after, I was just remembering and just pondering on the weekend and just the buildup of the planning. And it was exciting. I sent her flowers because I was just like, you know how you just are so gracious I just wanted her to know what she did for our entire team. So right. And she probably had the most amazing team. Because, like, so, so for the families that are like, what should I do? Should I do my party now? That family, my guess, is got the cream of the crop of your staff because you weren't split up over five or six really? events that Saturday. <laughs> they got the best of the best of the best. The, the party planner texted me and she's like, are you kidding me? But she walked in and saw the team that she had. She's like, this is who I have with me tonight. I couldn't ask for anything better. So yeah. it, it makes us proud to, as entertainers, but it makes us more proud that we help that family reach their family goal and, and that their son just had the time of his life. And it was great. 
we've said it on the show before um you know managing events during the pandemic and how to have it and if you're going to have it what to do but one of the things that we said was when you decide to have your event with us first of all you're going to be excited because you have something to look forward to you're not going to be stressing over the fact that do i have to move it do i not have to move it but also we as a business are be like so thankful that you're purchasing a product from us that we want to go above and beyond and we're always going to go above and beyond and we're always going to have that mentality but it's more so now than ever before because we grind every single day to get the one dollar in um where before it was like, you know, a very passive process where like we did an event and then the next day they called because it was so great that it was just a constant wheel that was turning. Now we're grinding so hard that if you decide to book with us or in Hype's case, you decide to book with Hype, we want to we want to tear the roof off the place just because we're excited to be back out there. Um, and I think that that's really, really, really powerful stuff. And Jasmine's team is is as good as it as it gets in the, in the industry in the country uh, at what they do. So I'm sure that that family will never forget it, just like your team will never forget it. Well, um, you know, I, I, I think Dylan has a good time to say that. You know, in, in Jasmine, in a recent conversation, we were talking about even sharing teams across the state lines. You know, because we're so impressed with your team, and we know that you feel similar about our teams. Yeah. I mean, when we get back to normal, whatever normal is. You know, the ability to have some of your team perform on the East Coast and our team to perform in the Chicago land area, like, is just epic. So, you know, clients, like, they, they don't know what we're doing right now. And, and I, I let's move the conversation. Like, what are we doing right now? Well, in a day-to-day, -day, we're planning the future, and, and people like the three of us are positive, and we're planning these big strategy moves that, you know, I just kind of unleashed here. Surprise! Yeah, and and that wasn't the big PR push that we talked about. Um, <laughs> but you know, then how much of your day is on the defense? And I want to ask that because I know I spend so much of my day, and, and sometimes it bothers me because I'm spending more time on my day defense than actually handling upcoming events that I should be yes. more excited and focusing on. Yeah, 100%. Um, I find myself as the leader of the team for both Hype and Loft. I'm taking it all on because I don't want my staff to have to take it on. And I also don't want a he said, she said situation. I want things to be as efficient and consistent as possible. Um, and I believe it's my responsibility as the owner of the companies to face that. While we've moved, like we said, over 200 plus events successfully rescheduled or made micro, whatever it was, there are that percentage of people who are just not, I don't even know the word because I, I try to understand from their point of view, but a lot of them aren't even willing to listen to the options we have for them. And listen, we're all in this storm, but it is very clear we are all not in the same boat. I mean, there's right. not one penny for our industry that supports the private events industry, the live entertainment industry. There's a lot of carrots that have been dangled in front of us, but there's nothing there yet. And we as entrepreneurs, we are forced to hustle our butts off, which we don't mind doing, but it's very hard when the very families that hired you because of your consistency, because of your longevity and experience are very quick to ghost you when you need them the most. And, and, it's one thing to say we don't know when we want to reschedule, and that's okay. I mean, we've had a ton of options and had to pivot each long way, the long along the way with the mandates, but we've had options since day one. I know, you know, Dylan, you and I have spent many hours talking about this, and I really feel like people forget that we're human, 
and I have paid close attention to the process from mid-March to even now, how to communicate, what's being said, and what is so scary for me as someone who's given to the entertainment industry for 28 years, because I love it. Um, it's scary to know that when I receive an email from a client, how it's postured tells me what path we're gonna go on and how I need to answer that email to where I don't even like to answer phone calls anymore. I like to set up Zooms so I can, they see a face. We are human. We didn't do this to you and we know you didn't do this to us, but we've got to walk this walk together. Let's take baby steps together. Let's recreate together. And when you say, my kid's over it, just doesn't want to party or, oh, we just want to go on a trip now. I get that, but we're not even collecting on the second half of what your event was supposed to be because we all know there's a bunch of upgrades that take place. And I don't know about you guys, but with Hype, we purposely encourage the clients, take our smallest package possible when you book because we're booking two, three years in advance. And we have the smallest deposit required out of the, our competitors in Chicago. So we're upfront telling you, take the smallest package and give us the smallest deposit. So when they are rescheduling, we're saying, we're not asking you for more money. We would just ask that you give another payment to the allocated funds you've already agreed to. And we're yeah. not even asking you to take a bigger package, just another portion of a payment so we can be here when your rescheduled party comes. Or even if you chose to not reschedule, your community is rescheduling. We want to be here for them. We have a responsibility to them. And, and I've been using the exact same um, approach and, and literally saying to people, hey, your party was supposed to be you know, this month in, in March. We were expecting to earn $10,000 of your money. All we're asking for is another deposit, whether it's another thousand or two thousand or three thousand dollars. It's not a penalty. It was you intended on paying it now anyway. We need it to ensure that we're going to be here in a year when you push this party further down. Yeah. And the scariest part is, you know, how I was saying it's almost like a choose your own adventure. I can tell by how the email is postured, the voicemail is postured, or even in the first two minutes of the conversation. Will they give me the chance to explain our side? Because I'm going to sit quiet and listen to your side because everybody's side is important, but we all need to get to the same finish line. And I'm finding that there are a small percentage of people who don't even want to hear our side and say, I don't care. My right. job is on you. I, I care about what my kid wants. Jasmine, you said something before, and I have to probably dance around this sensitively, but I hear all the time, my kid is over it. Yes. Is that a valid reason to cancel a contract? Well, why do we have contracts? Could we as entertainers say, you know what? The MC's over it. They just don't want to do your party. We can't do that. What COVID times or pre-COVID times, post-COVID times, we can't do that. You're hiring a company like ours because you want that guarantee. You want that consistency. You don't want to be ghosted by the entertainer or the business that supports that entertainer. So why is it okay to ghost us? We're not asking for more money from you. We're asking you to walk the walk with us. And with Hype, we're not just MC DJs and dancers. I mean, we have so many options that we can give families with EE and game shows and video games and sports things. We can create a celebration in your front yard, in your backyard. Our job is to partner with you to get to the finish line, not take advantage of you and you not take advantage of us because nobody wins. Nobody's winning in coronavirus. Right. We're all just trying to survive. And the, the big thing that is... I think people forget 60, 90 days in, yes, the world was, we were rocked. But after that, people started going back to work, whether it was remotely or a couple days a week, we still have not gotten back to work. We're looking 
for any scraps we can. I mean, come on. My, I'm joyous when I hear a funeral call. That's, that's not the life I want to live. Um, but we're not back to life. And I don't even expect to be back full force. I know it's going to take time. But what I do hope and pray for is that our already committed clients, they recognize why they booked us and the value that we brought pre-COVID. And they really should even 10 times more respect that we're still here. A lot yeah. of companies are folding. Or if you follow companies on social media, they're not pivoting. They're not right. finding a way to survive. So those people should be worried, who am I going to hire? Right. Hopefully we can step back you know, to the company that worked hard before, during, and after COVID. A, a lot of the time, you know, we spend a year or two planning with a client and, and the planning time, effort, emails, conference calls, there's not a charge for that. That's just built into what we do. And now that we keep kicking the ball further or rethinking, we're now investing, in most cases, double or triple the planning time yes. with families. I mean, I mean, we had montages that we made that we had to remake. We had uh, site plans and floor plans all figured out that hey, we had to remake when they picked a different venue. Um, we don't charge any extra for all of that extra time. So when you hear my kid is over it, that's tough for us. And or, or the other one that I want to address is my kid just doesn't want to celebrate like this with a face mask or socially distant. And I, I'm going to challenge you because you're so creative. When somebody says, I don't want to have a party with a mask or socially distant, I guarantee you probably have 15 things off the top of your head that you can say to them that are like options that are fun. And, and I think let, let's chat about that for a moment. So there are two main things. One, and they're all personal experience things. And this is why they are my go-to statements as a reminder, not a jab. I don't want to jab at you. I want to remind you what we're in. One is my mom's death. Never did I think I would be planning a funeral, like I said, but I did it. And I'm so gracious I did. It showed, it showed my friends, my family, my dad, my daughters, how resilient as humans we can be. But the other is grocery shopping. None of us grocery shop the same way. We're not going to grocery shop the same way for a long time. So from the most heartfelt sadness to the typical everyday life, our worlds have changed. So I get that your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your corporate event is not going to look the way you thought it was going to look. But our everyday lives don't look that way. So to be with a company that is so excited and willing to recreate with you Let's make this a teachable moment, not just for your kids, but for ourselves as adults, for for worldwide, for humans. Let's be resilient. I, I mean, my daughters are nine and 11 and I'm working from home now. So the rest of my staff can work at the studio in, in the warehouse. And I love that they see my ebb and flows of emotions. I, it, I don't let them hear the conversations with clients. But I use it as a teachable moment for them. In fact, I have two things from them. A little die here that has all different types of things. Lunchtime, work hard, do not quit, stay focused, be awesome. And ooh, a rock that they painted for me that when I'm dealing with a tough client, hold the rock and just rub it and know that we're with you, mommy. Yeah, it's, awesome. It's, it's a rock. And it's a nine and 11 year old who gave it to me, but it works because some of the things people say, it's not okay. And we can't publicly defend ourselves. So, so it's a matter of staying calm, focused and kind is really what it is. Jazz, I, 
you and I talk a lot um, behind the scenes. We talk a lot. And we've been soundboards for each other for you know well over a year now with this particular topic. And um, I, I want to know that you know, first of all, we're you're right. We're in this. Uh, we're in the thick of it, and we're in this together. But we deal with very different things. And I, I now is the time where I'd like to peel back the curtain a little bit, if if you don't mind. And we're gonna do it tactfully, and we're gonna do it tastefully, and we're gonna do it um, with respect to our our families, but. This is obviously emotional for all of us because we're watching, you know, our livelihood get ripped apart. And then on top of that, something that we love doing has now become very difficult to do. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about some of those those darker times um, that you that, that you have to hold that rock that your daughters gave you to get through the day? Um, I think when you have a, a family that you've worked with multiple times, the repeat families, and you just don't exist to them. You know, it's, it's, it hurts. You've watched their kids, their older kids celebrate. And, you know, when you do the first one, the second, third, and fourth kids, they're little, they're toddlers. When I meet that family for the first time, we become a part of their families, which is why they come back for the next kid. And they want the same exact crew because you become a family with them. So a lot of those repeat families probably hurt the most because we already know each other. You weren't just one meeting, a signed contract, and we'll see you in two or three years. We have a relationship. And, and I think when you hear people make comments like, we're over it, it's not what we envisioned, or we just want our money back, it forces us have to, to have to look at our contract. We're, I, I can't be everybody's fairy godmother. If I won the lotto and I could, I absolutely would but we're trying to live, we're trying to feed our families. And when you are aggressive with us, we're forced to point out our contract says non-refundable. If we can't get to them from the human side and they're attacking us with lawsuits, we're forced to stand by our contract. And nobody in our field, we're entertainers, we sell happy. Um, we don't want to say, remember our contract, but when we're forced down that kind of choose your own adventure road, it's, it hurts. And especially when you know you have solutions that you can offer them and they choose not to. They choose to harm you, whether it's in private, over a phone or email, whether they take to social media or news, whatever it is, it's unfortunate because we don't ever get we don't ever get our side out. And I choose to always, I will always fly high and know that my integrity and my character will always come before money. And, you know, we spoke before, Dylan, I told you loyalty is a lifestyle to me and you can say what you want, do what you want as a client. I will be loyal to your child because you hired us for your child. This isn't adult versus adult, you know, bantering. You hired us to give your child and your family an experience. And I will always keep that in the forefront of my mind when I speak to them. And I will never say anything that I wouldn't say in front of my own kids and their kids. I will always be respectful and kind. But name calling social media bashing come on what kind of human are you pre-covid post-covid in covid let's think right. about for a second what you're doing you're intentionally trying to destroy people who are already down we are the first industry to be pulled and we will be the last industry to go back to try and build ourselves back to some type of normalcy right and if you don't have compassion for that i'm going to have even more compassion for you because there's something missing there. There's a sensitivity chip missing there in your life. There, there's something about our industry that makes families believe a contract isn't as solid. Like 
So I, and I use this story just before the pandemic, I went out, I got a new car and I got a nice car. The truth is I don't want it anymore, but you know, I signed that bill. Like it's mine. I, I can't, I can't just tear it up and say, take it back. I, I don't want it anymore. And you know, that's life. Like I would never even think to call the car manufacturer and say, I don't want it. Or, or it's not what I was envisioning, you know, like, but in the event world, and I feel for you because you have the venue side and the entertainment side, like so you're getting hit from two different angles. Um, you know, I don't know why people think it's okay to just say that, you know. Well, on the venue side, it's a whole nother dynamic. I mean, we're 31,000 square feet. In July, I went to the state, the county, and the city, and I got special um, variants because we are 31,000 square feet. We have seven different areas, seven different rooms. And even pre-COVID, we were a fresh air HVAC system. Um, we have six different entrances into the building. So we were prepared by the first week of April that as soon as the mandate lets us, we can do this. Um, and by June is when I got the approval from the state, the county and the city to still do things. Now I get it. It's not what you thought it was going to be pre-COVID, but we can do something for you. And even if you still choose not to, we were happily letting you know people just postpone, pick another date. That's fine. But now we're at a point, Chicago is getting more and more open week after week. And at some point, the bleeding has to stop. Um, and, and people, they can do their events. They're choosing not to. That's, that's going to be the challenge that our industry faces is we have the pandemic working against us and we can't control that. And no one can control that. And that's part of where our compassion comes from. And then it's also going to be, well, now you can have your event. It may not be 250 people, but it might be 160 in a bigger space or, or something along those lines, like a different variant of it, but you're still going to choose not to have it. And what, where do we sit as a company to tell you, no, you have to have it in, in theory, we, min, we have stretched ourselves to be available for you. Yeah. Moving money down the line, you know, postponing events without penalty. If you tried to postpone or cancel an event before COVID, based on our contract, there would be some sort of penalty or a payment in full. Us too. And we've waived we've waived all of those things. Yeah. And Jasmine, you helped us design our COVID policies. Yeah. That have held us together. And without them, we may not have been able to stay in business. Um, you know, without that second deposit of cash flow and without the flexibility of the nature of it. So we thank you for the, for that help there. But at some point it's, you know, we have to be ready to go back to events. And that is what the champions of our brand have done for us is given us an opportunity to stay in business and keep sure. pushing forward so that we're ready to go. At the end of the day, I have told families that because of the support you give us, we are ready at the drop of a hat to come in yeah. and, and rock your event safely with, with, passion with commitment with high talent and, and not security support it's yeah. support that you already agreed to those funds right not adding an additional payment to that and the scary part for us also as the industry is there are a lot of vendors out there who are saying okay you can just cancel or okay i'll move your deposit to two three years down the road and they're not thinking how are they even going to be in business so the scary part is, is that some of the vendors are not wise enough to see the, their projections. They probably didn't even take projections pre-COVID. I know to the penny, pre-COVID, during COVID, and even post-COVID, 
what both my companies will, where we will be every single month to the penny. But the scary part is, is that those clients who say, well, this vendor and this vendor, they just did it. Do they not hear what they're saying? Those vendors probably won't be around when your new date comes or when your next child comes. But even furthermore, what are they doing to themselves to be able to say that? How much further are they sacrificing and harming themselves and maybe just out of fear are doing it? And then the biggest thing is you're not always comparing apples to apples. There is no other company in Chicago that employs in our industry of what we do with health benefits, a 401k plan, and can say to people, my company has 10 MCs. Those MCs have been here for X amount of years, and they're going to be here post-COVID. And if you see our social media, they've been working with every little event we can do. They're still working. They're still here. They're still active. Nobody can say that. And that comes at a value. And we have not capitalized on, well, you're going to pay us more to, for us to give you another date of our inventory. We've simply said, okay, take another date. So let's step back from that. Let's pretend we are not the entrepreneurs. We are the entertainers. If Jasmine, the MC, was supposed to work on a date that has been affected by COVID, or even if it was out of fear that the client didn't want to have their party, the company I work for says, okay, I'll give you another date of the inventory. So this MC missed out on day one, regardless of it's whose fault it is, financially in real life humanity, missed out on being able to provide their family on day one agreed to move to date number two and not ask for more money, but agreed. And I don't know about you guys, but we, our staff gets payments along the way. They're not just, we'll see in 2023. Um, but now we've given a second date of inventory. And then that client ghosts us and say, you know what? Now we're not going to do it. We could have booked a new family on that day, a new wedding, a new anything. So now this MC has missed out on two opportunities to, to feed their families or for people who just, just don't even respond anymore. If we have sure. dates are coming up who aren't even answering our emails and calls and we're like, that, is it on? Is it not on? We're here for you either way, but at least call us back. That's part of like the big, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, double standard in our industry yeah. because for years, you know, please promise that Jordan's going to be available two years from now. How do I know that I'm going to get Jordan? I, I must have Jordan. Like the, my life revolves around having Jordan. And then now, you know, you rattle it up a little bit and it's, well, I don't care about Jordan. I'm, I'm not doing this any longer. And, yeah. you know, I'm using Jordan yeah. as an example, but um, for yeah, sure. I mean, that, that's it. Around being entertainers and providing for these families. I mean, I play my, I got married on a Thursday. Because I was booked every weekend. So we got married on a Thursday. And thank goodness for technology, I was able to plan both my pregnancies to actually deliver in off season. One was in the summer and one was during winter break. <laughs> Crazy, but I don't even mind that I did that because I love what I'm doing so much. But those are the links we go to. Or, you know, if you have a friend or family member who's getting married, aren't you getting a text? Hey, Dylan, hey, Michael, um, we got engaged, but we don't even want to pick a date yet. When are you available to even come be a guest? All the time. I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes on with us, our immediate families, even our extended families and friends. Um, my best friend, her daughter's getting married and it's October 30th. And because we've moved so many events from, from 20 to 21, our October 30th is sold out. I can't even go to the, who's like my daughter. She's like my daughter. I can't even go to her wedding. Let alone we're over, we're, we're booked with hype. I can't so entertain. 
You said earlier, loyalty is a lifestyle. I never heard that expression, and I absolutely love it. Um, I've, I've actually almost heard the opposite of people say loyalty is a uh, liability. I've heard that a lot, but I, I like your positive spin on it. And, yeah. and you're right. I mean, I, I've missed some of my best friend's weddings. My own wedding was on a Sunday. Like we rev we shift our lives around our work calendar. Um, and, you know, we're doing it with smile. I mean, look at the three of us. Dylan, you look a little beat up just because, you know. <laughs> no, that, that, that has nothing to do with the industry. I have an eight-month-old. Like, <laughs> like, that has nothing to do with the industry. I mean, <laughs> the, the funny thing is that we could sit here and laugh. We could sit here and smile. And we're a year into, you know, minimal paychecks. We're a year into day-to-day -day beatings. And, you know, we're still passionate about what we do. And I don't, I can't think of any other career or any other job in the world that, um, employees, people that can be so tolerant of this. Yeah. And wants uh, to go back to it. I mean, we want to be doing this when the world allows us to again. Jasmine, I, I'm listening to you here and I'm just, I'm so impressed with the amount of compassion and respect you have, not only for um, your staff and your and your facilities and your industry, but also for your clients that have really, from what it sounds like, beaten you up a little bit. And, and you still look at them like, if, even if you are going to beat me up now and we're going to have your event in next December, I'm going to come in there with bells on and blow this out of the water for your daughter or son. Like you have just such great passion, even though there's just a massive hurdle here that, that you're climbing every day. And I, I wish that, I wish that more families became champions of what you do versus the hills and obstacles that you have to then climb because look at what you can do with a little bit of creativity and a little bit of juice. And I know that there's a financial commitment to that from one aspect or another, but it's just so impressive um, what you have done. You've brought peace of mind to so many families uh, as the changes have, have happened. Um, you have, what's going on? I'm on, I'm on my high horse here. Sorry. <laughs> um, my phone is not stopping today. Um, so, so I'm just impressed on, on your ability to, um, you know, provide that positive channel, even though the mandates are constantly changing in your industry, you're staying on top of that and being experts of it and providing the options that best fit that idea and that, that area. I think that's so great. Um, you want to partner with your families. That's what you, that's the way you sell your event experience. You're a partner, not an enemy. You didn't hire to battle it out with them. You're hired to be there and hold their hand. And I'm just impressed by that. I, I think that I think it's a good lesson to be teaching your kids here, Jasmine, about how to face adversity. And I think that you've done a great job. Well, the bottom line is, I mean, I live my life that loyal, loyalty is a is a lifestyle, but I also have the choice. I tell my girls every day when they leave for school, be a leader, be kind, and fill somebody's bucket. We have a choice as humans to choose joy. No matter how many people are trying to steal it from us, we have a choice to choose joy. And whatever parameters we have to create to be able to make that choice, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it for myself, my family, my colleagues, my friends, but also my clients. Because I think a lot of times it's very emotional. And if I can help them look through a different lens and bring back that joy to them, I want to do it. But you got to give us a chance. I mean, we're creatives. And it's a very different thing in the bar about mitzvah market because there is a joy that you get well beyond doing a wedding or a corporate event because it's adults and kids. It's it's a very meaningful portion of their life that they take with them forever. And to be a part of that, 
isn't just the last 25 years for me. It's moving forward. And it's, it's our passion. It's what we love to do. And we're going to keep doing it. I mean, we're going to get through this bump and we're all going to be stronger for it. And we're going to survive. I mean, we're going to go beyond survival. I believe it. I know it. And I don't just let life happen. I make life happen. I, I told you, Mike, it was a good idea to have her. I told you. Yeah. So listen, we're, we're a year in and we saw a huge decline in like the ability to do events. And now we're on the uprise and we're getting back. And I think that that's the positive that I, I want to kind of end on is like, we're getting back. And, you know, they're the phone calls to, that come in now with such um, insecurities of the future. You know, my party's in nine months. I don't know what to do. Really? Like in, look in the last year, like the world stopped and has restarted. So yep. nine months from now, I mean, I can't predict the future, but I got to assume we're going to be back to normal as it is in 2021. Like norm, normal as it was is gone. And and we have evolved and moved on to different. Um, but it's now time to embrace different and, and move on. And and I'd like to round Robin before we end and, and ask each one of you to hit on your favorite event that you've done in the last 12 months um, or favorite memory that maybe not even an event. Um, but, you know, Corona time has been so negative, but there've been a lot of great positives. And um, I, I'm going to hit on one event that we did together, Dylan, you were there and, and we did this party on the beach and, you know, the party's supposed to be in a hotel. And we talk about this family all the time. Who's always on our podcast, but they had a sincere um, feeling that they wanted to make sure that their kids twins had the ability to celebrate and they were supposed to be in a hotel, and then the hotel said you could do it in our parking lot. Wasn't giving them a tent. It was gross, ugly, and they said, "Well, that's not good." And they found this great, like, hidden gem on the beach. And was it perfect? No, not in any stretch. But were we able to make the most amazing memories? Yes. And for me, I can look back and say, last August we rocked out this party. It was so amazing. Very different than any other party we've ever done, but it's a party I'll never forget. I know this family will never forget. And they preach, you know, they're, they're, it was hashtag do it for the kids. They just <laughs> wanted to celebrate. And now they, you know, they're not looking back saying, I wish I did, or I wish I didn't. Like they did, they celebrated, they got pictures, they got memories. Um, either one of you who wants to go next, like top moment in last year. All right, Jazz, tell us all about it. Mine was also um, in August when things started to open up, the Belkind family, and it's B-E-L-K-I-N-D. And let me tell you, kind does not describe them. I can't even find a word to show how amazing, to describe how amazing they are. Um, they had their daughter's bat mitzvah in Loft 21's parking lot, and we did it drive-in style. Um, we had a huge 30-foot movie screen. We had our LED wall in a separate tented area for the kids. And she also had her bat mitzvah service. So the rabbi, we were able to live stream him in and, you know, live stream to all their family and friends who couldn't be there. But we had 200 cars parked socially distant in our parking lot. Some felt comfortable to come out masked. Some preferred to stay in their car. We played games, trivia, dancing. We did a horror where the, the kids held LED wands in their hands instead of touching hands. They, we did a horror and they just made sure that their LED wands were connected. I mean, it was just amazing to watch this young lady become a bat mitzvah, but to be standing there and watch her family, 
but to also see on the laptop her friends and family who are watching via streaming. So I could see it live, I could see it streaming. And to me, it gave me so much hope for what we can do, what we're gonna do, and that there are kind people out there. And that moment, because it was Hype and Loft 21, made me feel so good as an entrepreneur that I was able to use my resources to get them to the finish line. And it, it was amazing. All the, awesome. all the team, the party planner, it was amazing. And it was, I didn't want to leave when the party was over. I wanted to keep on seeing. I wanted to keep going because I was like, I don't want this wonderful moment to end. But for me, that is for my personal self as a performer, that tops it. Uh, I love that. I love that. Um, it, I, I mean, there's a lot of really great memories. Uh, I'm going to talk instead of uh, my favorite because we talked we talked about the Bergs family, which is which is great. I want to talk about what happened this weekend. We did a um, event in a in a. Uh, driveway for like 15 kids roughly and here's what i noticed i know it wasn't the 250 person gala that they expected to have or wanted to have but it was avery's 15 best friends 15 best friends the people she loved the most were in her driveway and we had little lounge pods set up uh in the different sections and the kids who went to school together were in one pod. The kids who went to camp together were in another pod. And the kids who were on the soccer team. So therefore, it was already vetted heavily where those kids have been around each other in some sort of way, shape, or form. So automatically, people were feeling more and more comfortable. And we had a game show of game shows. We did Family Feud. We did Jeopardy. We did um, a, a game that I've done for corporate events before it's called spell it out where you have big scrabble tiles and had to spell out the answers using these big oversized scrabble tiles like and what i noticed was the genuine laughter of being around each other in a non commitment based way like it's not school related and it's not hebrew school related and it's not like you're going to play volleyball on a team where it's like down to business it was just like an alleviation of fun and it, like the air was lighter because of it. And I wish more, we had more times like that. And I think more times like that are coming. So jazz, I, I, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is like a special edition for episode 81. We, we normally keep it around a half hour. And I just think that this hour spent with you has been both invigorating for explosive as, as a company hearing your stories, but also for our industry and for our clients to hear that it's happening all over the place, but there is ways around it. And I, I cannot thank you enough. I want to give you the last, you know, two, three minutes to touch on anything that we might have missed here. Jazz, this is, this is your time. Go for it. You know, I think we hit everything. And I think what's important to know is that this isn't anybody's fault. We all got thrown in this big mess together, but I think on a humanity side, if we all just take a moment to breathe and see where we need to be, we can get there. You just have to choose. You have to choose to be kind and you have to choose to be joyful and you have to choose to be resilient. And if you can choose it for yourself, you can empower other people to do that too. And for me, that's my choice every day. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be resilient. I'm going to choose joy. Amazing. I got so many nuggets out of this and uh, loyalty is a lifestyle. I think I want to like plaster that on my wall uh, with, you know, sign Jasmine. Um, you're awesome. How do people find you? How do people find hype in the loft? Um, hypeproductionsinc.com and loft21events.com. Straightforward. Um, Jasmine, thank you. Dylan, it's always fun doing this. Um, this has been a, a very fun special edition. 
Uh, Mastering Mitzvahs, we love bringing information to our clients. Um, this will be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, we may be posting this to Facebook, I believe. I'm not quite sure. I think so. Um, there's been some really great information. And for anyone who's listening, you know, reach out to us. If you have questions, if you don't know what to do, you know, we are the creative mindsets. Like we, we are all about adapting and coming up with fun solutions. And, you know, I've always said I, I parties shouldn't be cookie cutter. So like, I think now we're, I think clients are being forced to think out of the box and, you know, there's no reason that you have to do what was done for your other kids. And we hear that all the time too. Well, my younger kid had this. So now I feel like I'm depriving them. Like, no, like, in fact, I'm working with a client right now that, you know, the first kid's party was very fancy and formal. Now the next kid is at a day camp and they feel like they're doing a disservice. And I said to them, I guarantee when this party is done on May 29th, you're going to be as happy as you were three years ago. Like, it doesn't have to be a fancy venue. It doesn't have to be indoors or with this ball gown. Like, just have fun. Celebrate. Let's go back to celebrating life as we know it, being with friends, being with family, of course, doing it when we're safe. Um, I mean, we could preach this forever. But, Jasmine, thank you so much. Episode 81 coming to a close, Mastering Mitzvahs. Please like, share, comment, um, and thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Great to see you. Have a great week.